Transports us emotionally and imaginatively, from jazz to acapella. In this, our third episode of Joy in the Summer, the beauty and lightness of three musical pieces, each a part of the alumni UBC Summer Series, bring travel through music, inspiring a virtual journey from Venice, Italy to New York City to Vancouver's UBC Chan Center. Don't give up, I won't give up. This podcast includes a big surprise for five UBC alumni and student singers. A dream come true. The UBC Vancouver campus is located on the traditional ancestral and unceded territory of the Musqueam people. And the UBC Okanagan campus is located on the unceded territory of the Sayelfs people. Lee Van Handel. I'm an associate professor of music theory at UBC. I just finished my first year here. Before that, I was at Michigan State University for 15 years. Growing up, I was fascinated by music and language and psychology. And music cognition is actually a field that allows me to study all three of those things at the same time. It's a relatively new discipline, but there's been a tremendous amount of work done in the last 20 to 30 years. It's actually a really big field with a lot of different parts. So you can study the human auditory system and its constraints. You can study the neuroscience of what's happening in the brain when you listen to music. Or you can study how people react when they hear different types of musical stimuli. I'm a music theorist, so I study sort of how music works and why it works the way it does. And then I like to approach that from a sort of cognitive perspective and figure out how are we interpreting the things that we're hearing in the music. I did a music education undergrad degree. I sometimes say I can play everything better than a seventh grader because we had to learn how to play a lot of different instruments. The interesting thing about music and emotion or music and feeling is that the most important thing is whether we like the music. So music we like provides beneficial effects. So it can make us feel happier. It can make us feel pleasure. We can feel reward when we're listening to it. But music we don't like either has no effect or it can have a negative effect. And one of the reasons for that is that listening to music we like can actually re release chemicals in the brain, such as serotonin and dopamine. And both of those are chemicals associated with feelings of pleasure and reward. So when we listen to music we like, our brain rewards us for that with these chemicals.
Our gondola pulls up to the crumbling steps. We climb out of the swaying boat, catching a last whiff of the Venetian Canal on this warm summer evening. The frescoed hallway is cool, a light breeze drifts inside. In the sitting room, a large chandelier hangs from the high ceiling. A bust of a Roman emperor rests on a pedestal between the windows. Reflected light pours in from the canal. Our chairs face UBC School of Music graduate Susan Shaw at a Fazioli pianoforte, and the flautist Emily Richardson, also a UBC School of Music grad, Artemisha Duo performs Jules Muguet's Cinque Pies Breve, Movement One. is really common in classical music and the, the pieces that the duo are playing are really good examples of this are contrast. And there's a lot of different ways of creating contrast in classical music. So you might have a slow section and then a fast section or a loud section and then a quiet section. And the contrast keeps us interested. And the other thing that keeps us interested is actually repetition. So our brain likes things that it recognizes, but it also likes contrast. So there's a little bit of a discrepancy there. We like things we recognize, but we also like novelty. And we're drawn to novelty. So one of the ways that composers really use this is by introducing an idea, having a contrasting idea, and then returning to the original idea. And movements one and five of the pieces that the duo are playing are really great examples of this. In movement one, the opening is very legato and it makes you feel like you're sort of being carried through this melody. And then there's a short section in the middle where the music changes and it's very staccato. It's very short and separated and it feels bouncier and it feels sort of, well, it's a contrast from the first section. And then at the end, you get that legato material again. So you're actually being carried through the piece by this idea of contrast. You know, you have this new thing that happens and then you have the repetition that gives you the familiarity. Though deep into the night, the downtown east side streets in New York City throb with activity, we gather at a nondescript black door. A large man stands in front of it. He smiles, opens the door, and we enter a dark, small, stuffy room. Yellow overhead lights create a glow over the makeshift stage occupied by the Mickey Lee Trio. All the performers are UBC School of Music grads. Singer Mickey Lee Smith, was being held in a garden. Pianist Andrew McDonald and bass player Jacques Forrest. We sit under variously framed prints and paintings hanging against the wall and listen to their rendition of polka dots and moonbeams. Oh. 
Jazz feels like a conversation to me, especially when the performers are improvising and building off one another and you can see them or hear them listening to each other and communicating with one another and sort of developing ideas that other people are introducing. It's very, very conversational. So I think that that's the most fascinating thing about jazz is this conversation that happens as the ideas pass from person to person to person and they get developed and worked through. ideas that our heartbeat and our breathing would change to match the tempo we're listening to. This is a broad idea called entrainment. We sort of entrain ourselves into that tempo. There's a little bit of truth to it. Our heartbeat or our blood pressure may rise if we're listening to faster music, or it may slow down when we're listening to slower music, but the effect is small. You know, so the average heart can't beat at 40 beats per minute, for example, which is a perfectly acceptable tempo for music. So you can't always match that tempo. And it's more due to the fact that we tend to prefer fast music when we're doing something active, like exercising or something like that, and slower music when we're already feeling more in a restful state. So we're choosing music that actually reflects the way that we're feeling already. Kept closed in and often isolated during the pandemic, many of us explored through our imaginations. Music like that presented by the alumni UBC Summer Series has helped. We were missing the positive effects of communication. We were missing the positive effects of community. And so people turned to music to get that dopamine hit that we need and that we got through music. So I think music during the pandemic has really helped people to express their feelings and to feel less alone. And this is actually something that's happened throughout history. Pandemics and music have unfortunately been connected with each other in the past. So in the Black Plague in the 1300s, there were similar situations where people were isolated from one another and music was used then, even then, as a sense of community. So we have records of musicians playing throughout the city of Milan, for example. Everyone would be in their houses and they would take musicians down into the streets and the musicians would play and people would sing from their windows. And, you know, we saw the same thing during lockdowns over the last year. There's a huge number of videos from the lockdown periods of neighborhoods joining together in songs, singing from their balconies. while they're staying safe and they're staying isolated. And this was a way for them to have that communication and that community and to make this music with that community gave them the sort of reward that they needed and missed during this really challenging time. Someday, I wish upon 
This is the UBC a cappella performing their adaptation of Over the Rainbow called Over the Greatest Rainbow. The video on the Alumni UBC Summer Series website and YouTube is masterful and inspiring. Black and white becomes a rainbow. Singers in isolated squares creatively join to build community. It's a really great example of how technology has allowed musicians to continue making music together through the pandemic. And the acapella group has really done a fabulous job with this through audio editing, through video editing. One of the things about the, the acapella performances, since you tend to have a number of voices that are sort of close in range to one another, you get these very close, very tight vocal harmonies happening in their arrangements. And one of the things that I absolutely love about this recording is the way you get these dissonances, these sort of clashing notes that create tension, and then it gets resolved and that gives you release. And so there's this very strong idea of tension and release that's happening through this piece. And they do a wonderful job of building and building and building tension and then providing you with a release that ultimately ends up feeling very, very satisfying. The other thing I think is wonderful about this is it's a great example of the voice being used in non-traditional ways. So you have um, the voice being used to create percussive sounds, for example, as an accompaniment. And it's just a really great example of all the things that the voice can do and all the meaning that it can convey. The UBC Acapella is a conglomeration of seven ensembles and over 150 members, including four audition groups, one drop-in group, and two competitive groups. Four of their videos appear on the Alumni UBC Summer Series site. When they practice, at least under ordinary circumstances, they do so in the Chan Center. Josh is probably closest yeah, to uh, any of us having perfect pitch, so Josh, take it away. <laughs> uh... I think that's a C. <laughs> ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley low, ain't no river wide, ain't no baby. If you need me, call me, no matter where you are, no matter how far. Pale wood and yellow lights create a soft brightness in the large contemporary Chan Center. Balcony seats curve around the empty rows on the ground floor. We take seats in the comfortable red velvet chairs on the front row. Five singers are rehearsing on the large oval stage. They see us and introduce themselves. Hi, uh, my name's Umayal. I'm a soprano. I've been part of UBC Acapella for the entirety of my undergrad. This year for our Over the Greatest Rainbow piece, I was on the creative team, uh, so helped create the video, the idea behind it. I grew up singing a lot. I took traditional South Asian Tamil uh, vocal lessons, but I hadn't really sung in English very much. Uh, but when I came to UBC, um, I joined UBC Acapella looking for a community. My name is Joshua. I sing tenor with Acapella. I'm a third year psychology honors student. In the Over the Greatest Rainbow video, I'm the third soloist, so I'm wearing all blue. So my family, um, they love karaoke. I've grown up with karaoke all my life. and. Um, just started singing with my family. In high school, I joined a bunch of choirs. And um, when I got to UBC, um, I had watched the movie Pitch Perfect, 
And I was like, I love this movie so much. I hope it's like a real thing. And it was like the ICCAs are an actual competition. And so I joined um, UBC Acapella. I auditioned for Acapella and undeclared majors. So I was in two groups for um, the majority of my undergrad. I'm a third year now. Yeah, so my name is Christina. Um, I use she, her, her pronouns, and I just graduated with my bachelor's degree in English literature um, this past spring. Josh and I together act as the musical directors to create the Phineas and Ferb video. I used to sit alone doing evil all day, but now I think someone's gonna get in my way. So not the Over the Rainbow video, just to clarify. Um, and it was a really cool experience. The year was really hard, honestly. I think everyone was just doing their best with what we could do in terms of kind of like socials or online singing, but we really wanted to have kind of like a piece that um, showed kind of who our group was for that year. It's a lot harder than you think to make online videos. It takes a lot of back and work and a lot of administrative work, but um, I think we were really happy with the result that we were able to put out and just able to, for everyone to have something to kind of remember this time of singing in a very, um, unprecedented um, time, if you will, and it's it's cool to see the result. My name is Anjana, and I am a mezzo-soprano. I've been part of UBC Acapella for the last two years of my undergrad. I also just graduated with my degree in behavioral neuroscience, and I've only been with Acapella, so I'm part of the competitive group only. For the video, I was um, part of the creative team, so I was able to give some input in how we designed and stuff and choreography. And then I was also the first and last soloist. I'm somebody that really um, needs people and music to kind of stay sane, especially when we were bombarded with all the online schooling and thousands of emails a day. But it was just so nice to have um, kind of a common goal to work towards creatively. I'm Fiel. I sing tenor and I was in the Phineas and Ferb video. I was not super involved in the production of the video, but I did, of course, send in a recording, both audio and video. I was also co-president of the UBC Acapella Club. Honestly, with Acapella, my goal was mainly to have a place to sing with my friends and meet people. Two of my brothers are in the club, so it was kind of like a thing we did together. A woman walks to the stage. Hello, everybody. Oh, my God. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Can you hear me okay? She is Tamara Beatty, the superstar voice and performance coach from The Voice, My Kind of Country, I Can See Your Voice, and The Masked Singer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's so wonderful to meet you. I love what you're doing. It's so important to do music and keep everybody together and express yourself. What you're doing is so fantastic, and I would just be happy to share some time with you. I'd love to share some ideas I have, because I mostly work with soloists, helping them on tour and things like that. But when it comes to a big group, I, I absolutely love harmony and the idea of blending. I'd love to share with you my idea of blending and also being a soloist and how that can all come together really cohesively. I think you guys... Uh, you know, might find that fun. I'd love to try that with you. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And I wanted to say that Joshua, you did hit a C. I did. <laughs> <laughs> you got the C four right on the nose. Wanted to let you know that. Nice. <laughs> also, the, thank you. As the ladies were uh, saying, there, you know, mezzo soprano and alto. I was thinking, oh, do you guys mostly? I think most of you guys are sopranos that are probably just liking to sing in lower ranges because 
um, your voices just have this soprano quality to it. So I'm very curious to hear you sing, you know, solo and then together to really uh, uncover all of that. Thank you. <laughs> we are like it, <laughs> mainly in shock. I think it's it, yeah, shock. I mean. We watch, we send each other covers that we see, you know, and it's crazy to think we're meeting someone that's like been in the background making these covers happen. Someone was mentioning choreography, right? So really tying in all those things to work with so many voices is, is a hard thing. And we have to sometimes give up our idea of a solo voice to come into a choir, but actually I should say an acapella group in this case, but I think there's a way to preserve your solo voices in order to blend better. And that's the main thing I'm really interested in sharing with you because uh, if you guys are all strong as a whole, there's a way to blend that and just amplify your work and your art to the next level. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Wow. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. I look forward so to working with you all. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. Yeah. Oh my God, we're so, I'm so excited. excited. <laughs> I think we're all still like processing. We're like, wait, what? Like yeah. this went from just like <laughs> us talking about our like our virtual experiences to now we're just gonna be like getting some like one-on-one -on -one great feedback on how to just be better singers and we're all kind of in shock. So what? <laughs> You you deserve it. Lots of hard work pays off. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks. you. I'm free to be the greatest of These five UBC acapella singers were given the extraordinary gift of one-on-one -on -one training with Tamara, thanks to Alumni UBC Summer Series. Music is about communication and community. Music can help strengthen positive feelings, it can help us move away from negative feelings, it can change our energy levels, it can help discharge anger or depression, it can give people solace, and it can help them feel sort of understood and comforted. And I think that one of the reasons that music has been so important to people during the last year, during the you know pandemic and lockdown, stressful situations invoke our subconscious fight or flight instinct. And when we can't do either to help us find release for that stress, we end up feeling helpless and we end up feeling alone. And because of the amount of uncertainty that people have been feeling during the pandemic, and there's not been a lot of rewarding situations, music is one way to find that reward system and to provide us with the oxytocin and the dopamine that give us that pleasure. Music is hopeful, transportive, and full of wonder, all of which is found on the Alumni UBC Summer Series website. Go ahead, travel anywhere you like with music. Alumni UBC is your alumni association, connecting alumni to the university and to each other. You can take advantage of perks and benefits, attend a career development event, or sign up to volunteer for a cause that makes a difference in your community. We also have contests, a travel club, and social events around the world. Download the Alumni UBC app or visit alumni.ubc.ca to learn more.